0: Welcome back to Episode 7 of the Rundown Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Justin Rogers, and you can find me, as always, on Twitter, at RunDFF, and I'm joined again by Jeff Roby. Well, buddy, after last weekend's fireworks, it looks like we've returned to some normalcy in the NFL this week. Some solid performances were put down, but it seemed to be a little bit more even-keeled across the board. I'm not sure if I'm disappointed by that or relieved that I didn't run into anyone playing two or three of those ridiculous outputs that just doomed my team from the get-go. I mean, let's keep it clean. But tell me how your week six fantasy went.
1: No, I think it went good. Um, for me, it's a, you know, kind of a welcome relief. I, I got Tyreek Hill back. I think he performed. I think we're all happy. Uh, you know, Hunter Henry's back uh, for those who decided they were to keep him around. So, I mean, you know, for, it's kind of like for me, it's a, it's a welcome back party to a lot of these people. I'm pretty excited for the weeks going forward right. as we see some big names coming back here in the next few weeks that are really going to keep our teams running. So if you held onto these guys and you're hitting your, then you're about to start hitting your stride. So this is fantastic. It's a, it's a great, it was a great week six for me overall. Uh, we'll see how this game tonight plays out, but uh, all things in well, I should, uh, should go four and this weekend. Yeah,
0: it sounds pretty good. I was feeling pretty good about things I mentioned in the group chat. I had a crazy like three players versus one last night. Uh, and of course, my players went the opposite way, so it looks like I'm gonna go three and two this week, which is fine. You know, nothing crazy, but I was expecting a much better, you know, four and one kind of week. But you know, that's how it goes. So if I can stay a little, you know, three and two, four and one every week, I'm happy. So, well, look, let's go ahead and jump into this because I know you want to get to the game and and be able to focus on it a little bit. And we are playing live right now as we uh, record, so I want to be able to get going as well. Uh, so let's start off with the uh, varsity and JV. And uh, I'm going to stick with uh, a couple players that we haven't seen or heard about much this year. Uh, My varsity is Stephon Diggs. And I don't know how many people played him out there just because he's been so down all season. But if you did, you know, step out there on a limb against that, you know, terrible Philly pass defense and you managed to throw him in your lineup, congratulations on your free W for the week. Because without a whole lot of other huge performances, he was definitely a standout. Who carried a lot of teams to victory if he was in the lineup?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm a little torn. I'm a little torn by my uh, my varsity player. Yeah, I mentioned uh, I mentioned Tyreek Hill, but I think that's more of I'm an owner and pretty excited about it. Uh, you know, Alshon Jeffrey certainly somebody I could say you know was a standout performer. Um, you know, and then and you mentioned uh, Stefan Diggs, obviously it tearing it up, but uh, you know, really I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out there. Um, I was really impressed with the varsity play of Austin Hooper, a tight end Falcons, you know, because last week we were talking about tight ends are really hard to come by and, and, and he's owned in most leagues, right? So, but if you were one of those guys who picked him a little later, you know, I'm a, I'm a Waller guy in most of my leagues, but in the other league, I have, I've had Austin Hooper, and he's really performed real well for me. Um, And, and this weekend shows that he's now the overall tight end number one in PPR leagues. And so to me, I think that's a great performance. I think, Julio Jones owners are really disappointed. I think a lot of owners uh, for the for Atlanta Falcons out there are really just disappointed, going, "What's going on?" But if you're if you're an Austin Hooper fan, you're st- you're excited about having a Falcons player on your team right now. So I'll throw that out there as my varsity play.
0: Yeah, I think uh, overall, with the Falcons defense so bad, their offense is just going to have so much volume that I think Hooper can sustain this and end up being a top two or three. Tight end by the end of the year, especially with some of the other tight ends kind of struggling a little bit. Uh Kittle's been kind of down. Had a nice week this week, but it wasn't anything crazy, Uh and he hasn't been able to do it consistently. You said uh Julio Jones, but, I mean, he went eight for 108, so not exactly a, a, a doom-your-team kind of week. He yeah, a nice week this week
1: you no, know, after a couple so down weeks. The, but, no, but it's mostly it, about the season as a whole. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, well, he has – he has four good games and two, you know, mediocre bad games. So I don't think it's terrible. Uh, but this goes back to what we talked about with the whole Matt Ryan thing. Uh, as long as he's throwing 35, 40 times and he's completing 28, 30 of them, uh, there's a lot of volume to be had for that offense as a whole. And uh, I'm really glad uh, if if I own Hooper right now, I'm really happy with how that's going. Because there is a lot of upside there and some consistent volume that can really support your whole, uh, your whole team as far as the tight end position goes. Um, as far as players that are disappointing, and we're going to get to our JV squad here because, boy, there, was, there were some big di- disappointments. But I want to focus on one offense and particularly one offensive group, and that's the Bengals' offensive line. Man, that is so frustrating, uh, if you're a Joe Mixon owner, if you own Andy Dalton, and I don't know about if that's a really a big deal, but uh, the wide receivers, that's been frustrating. I have Mixon in two places. And in both places, it's just it's, – I'm on the struggle bus because I don't know what to do with them. I don't know if I, should, if I should bench him, and I'm getting real close to the point where I'm going to be picking Matt Breida over Joe Mixon. And that shouldn't have been the case, but they lost two starters – and so the rest of that team is just struggling to, to pick up the slack. Uh, so my JV is that Bengals offensive line. It just it's it's one of the worst in the league right now, and it's not able to even hold up against bad bad defenses.
1: So I'm gonna throw this one out there. Um, I think the JV play of the week is the fact that the um, the Washington Redskins uh, lost the Tua. Um,
0: Hey man, that the Dolphins they went for that two uh, point conversion.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, really, the big the big loser here is the Washington Redskins because they they now no longer have a chance at the the number one. I'm looking forward to Week sixteen where you've got uh, you've got Cincinnati. Versus the Miami Dolphins, and so to me, I'm looking. I'm like, that right there is to us. Got to watch that game. Going, okay, where am I going? <laughs> so it's like yeah, that's yeah,
0: the right. thing, exactly yeah. that could be the play, the the play of the year as far as determining the draft. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, uh, the poor
1: well, Redskins
0: my they player.
1: Do anything, the, the Port my, Redskins. my player is is got to be Christian McCaffrey. He went from your varsity last week to my JV this week. 22 carries, 31 yards. Yeah, he got a touchdown, but but wow. Um, yeah. Jeff catches. got the twice. You got the twice, Jeff. Yeah, you know, I just I guess I was expecting a lot more uh from Christian McCaffrey. I think a lot of people did and they're kind of, you know, they are down on him this week. Um he got he has a bye. Uh he has been slowed by that back injury um, you know, that that was this week. So I guess if you were kind of looking at it, it's not like you didn't not play, but as far as fantasy points for me, um if you had Christian McCaffrey out there, you are really disappointed. So I don't own him, but I know if you're an owner out there, you're going, Yes, I agree with you, Roby. Totally disappointed in Christian McCaffrey this week. I don't know
0: about that, man. I mean, okay. I'm gonna do this quick calculation, but he had fifty seven yards total. He had four catches and he had two touchdowns. Well two touchdowns is twelve points. Uh four catches is another two points in half PPR, so he's got fourteen. And then the five points so he he scores nineteen point six points in, in half PPR. How are you how are you mad about that, man? Shoot. I'm happy about give me hey, I've got Alvin Kamara. Can I have CMC's bad weeks, please?
1: Yeah, but can, how are you gonna uh, average 1.4 yards a carry, man? I mean, 1.4 yards a carry. You're talking about 22 touches. Hey, so boy. I mean, that to me, that's the lowest average uh that he's had ever for his rushing. And then his and his receiving is the lowest on the year at 6.5 yards per catch. So yes. yeah, he got his touchdowns, but but what, you just have to say to yourself, you got 22 touches. I'm expecting, I'm especially somewhere on the range of a hundred yard, you know, hundred yard day. He's not getting. Yeah, it. But I think.
0: I don't. Th- I think in real, real world football, sure, a little disappointing. In fantasy football, please, he was a stud. Like once again, a stud. Uh, I think, and I haven't looked, but that's probably another top six or seven week on the on the uh, week for this for this particular week six, where it wasn't exactly full of star-studded performances. I mean, James Conner was nice. Uh, Zeke was nice, but Derrick Henry flopped. Uh, there was just a lot of Le'Veon Bell flopped. Um, a, lot of, a lot of teams and players that we thought were going to do much better who didn't get it done. Uh, yeah, it no doubt. I mean, CNC I say Derek Henry,
1: Derek Henry definitely was the one that everybody just kind of double-take uh, there, you know, 33 yards from scrimmage, you know, getting 16 touches. I mean, that's – Whew, that's that's big right there when you're looking at the Titans. I mean, the Titans just put up, you know, just had an awful game. Uh, it really does look like that. Uh, that Denver's defense, uh, has really got on the the Vic Fangio bandwagon. And uh, you know, when you're when you're giving uh, you know, giving up a big fat zero on the other side, these are the Titans that that put up a lot of points against your boys earlier in the season. So, um, you know, the, the fact that they registered seven sacks and three interceptions. Uh, I think they they ended Marcus Mariota's career, and uh, you know that's a big win. I mean that's a that's a huge win for a team that uh, that really didn't look like it in the first three weeks. So I, I give a shout out to Bob Miller and company. I,
0: I just want to check. I, I was double checking this while you were looking, but Christian McCaffrey is seventh on the week in half PPR. Uh, he had 21.7 points. I'm there for that every week. I mean 21.7. And the leader had thirty, so it's not like anybody, and that was James Conner, like I mentioned. Not like anybody really blew it out of the water this week. I mean, no, he, you're
1: right. So. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm 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 disappointed, and I'm disappointed in uh in the Chiefs. Uh, I'm expecting more. I think. Well, uh, you know, we with Mahomes – an- that the Chiefs are done. Like they, everybody's figured them out two two weeks in a row now. No,
0: nah, uh, no, this is a this is a Mahomes ankle injury issue. He can't move around the pocket like he could. Uh, before and that's going to that's going to continue to create problems until uh he kind of gets a little healed up and that's going to take a few weeks especially with him playing through it so um uh, i'm i'm not too worried about them in the long run but yeah they're in trouble with with that ankle as long as they're playing qbs like deshaun watson because he's really stepped his name up into the uh mvp discussion he and russell wilson are running away with this this year
1: yeah i definitely said russell wilson i mean yeah you know he's he's in there and um and no doubt that, uh, no doubt that Deshaun Watts has really come on the last couple of weeks. So you know, just really, I just really like to, you know, I can't, uh, you know, who's to say where the MVP is going to go week six? Uh, I think two weeks okay. ago we were all saying Pat Mahomes was a guy. He's going to do it again. Um, you know, two weeks from now we could be saying Ryan Tannehill's the man. So I mean, you know, you never know in the NFL. No, look, so look,
0: if, if we're saying Ryan Tannehill's the man in two weeks, it's just you saying that. I'm just, just, gonna just throw it out, out there. Up. Never, Please never
1: know. In uh, Ryan Tannehill could make
0: side of this. We is not saying that ever.
1: Yeah, yeah we're just saying that, uh, that, that possibly uh, Ryan Tannehill could be the 44th starting quarterback this, this year. That's so, nice. yeah, that's and I believe it,
0: if he doesn't start this week, I believe he's going to have himself a few weeks going forward. But uh, we're going to get to Mariota in a little bit for sure. But uh, yeah. let's go ahead and move on down to the rundown uh, where we can catch up on some injuries and uh, some, uh, some takeaways from this week. Right, let's start with some injuries. It's a, another uh, quiet week for us, which is nice. And we'll start with Amari Cooper, who leaves. He aggravates that bru- that Bruce quad that he went into week seven or week six with. And so here's the one thing about this, and it may not be that serious, but on the other hand, they have a bye in week eight, so there's a good chance they hold him out in week seven. Um, that's something to keep an eye on, of course. If that if he goes if he misses this week, I'm stumbling around, guys, but if he misses this week. Uh, Michael Gallup is going to be a really nice play, uh, even in an offense that's struggling right now, simply on volume. And then uh, the let Cinderella me, me of the year. What's up?
1: Let me hit on uh, Amari Cooper for a second there.
0: Yeah, yeah just, just
1: uh, observation. Okay, so you're three and three. You're sitting right there with Philadelphia. You, you have uh, a big game in Philadelphia coming up. So yeah. um, I don't necessarily know how if you're amari cooper you don't play in this game unless you're seriously injured um i don't i don't think they hold him out um of this game right here knowing where they're at in the in the overall series tied up in a, in a conference that we expected to be a two two horse race now now we're saying the giants may even be they, they went one game out and so who? I mean, uh, I mean, Washington Redskins are now two games out of uh, first place in the <laughs> NFC. So let's just say that, okay? So um, but, but so you're in a situation here, if you're Dallas, uh, I don't think you hold Amari Cooper out unless he's really hurt.
0: Well, here's the thing. I don't think he can be all that great because he was already walking into that game hurt and then leaves early uh, with the same injury re-aggravating it. So there's got to be some trepidation there where they go, eh, you know – he already reaggravated it. Do we really want to to make it even worse? When you can get three weeks of rest, basically by resting one week, um, you know it's a big game for sure, but it's a long season, and they're not in they're not out of it if they if they lose this game, but they might be out of it if they lose Amari Cooper because he has been a difference maker on that offense. Uh, yeah, I that- think uh,
1: with Cobb out too. I mean that, that that you got the injuries piling up here. I mean I understand where you're coming from. But this is a huge week for them. I mean, I just—I think the winner I think the winner of this weekend's game is the winner of the a- a- NFC East.
0: Uh, they still got to play again, so I'm not—I'm not convinced of that. But, look, I started to get in on uh, the Cinderella of the 2019 season. Old Will Disley coming in and uh, doing magical things with Russ Wilson and really taking—making uh, a name for himself at the tight end position. Well, that is no longer uh, active for the year. He has ruptured his Achilles. He is done for the season. Sorry to all you guys who picked up Will Disley off the waiver wire thinking you had someone that was going to be able to change your season. It looks like you're back to looking at the waiver wire. Uh, And it's not a whole lot of options. There are some we'll talk about in a little bit. Somebody we mentioned last week. But, uh, you know, that's how fantasy goes. It's a contact sport. And, uh, unfortunately, he went down with a non-contact injury. Uh, and then uh, Emmanuel Sanders he's got a, a knee injury but it's not believed to be serious uh, i think they're optimistic he's going to play this week so that's nice uh, and then Josh Gordon then another knee injury there's been no news of this um, no one knows what's going on you know the patriots they run a tight ship so you're not getting much information out of them uh, so did you see get...
1: the injury uh, did you see the injury on Thursday night i did not so okay so the injury was uh, this is when uh, the giants were able to strip sack uh the ball from brady's hands and oh, then man. and then they are running back for a right. touchdown and, yeah. and 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 josh gordon goes over there to make the tackle and then somehow his knee yeah, kind of gets cool. bent underneath cool. him so um they were so they were calling it a lower leg injury then um so it, it did look i don't know that he came back in that game so um actually
0: he did come back and yeah, that's back, right he did
1: back yeah back. and then we yeah, were all talking all, about it
0: yeah you know, that was last thursday it seems like it was Three weeks ago, but as you yeah, mentioned, like, oh yeah, I remember what happened. Yeah, it was an it was a nasty looking little thing there, and he it left, bad. came back, and left again. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's crazy, but we're almost you know we're four days later and still haven't heard anything. But uh, with practice reports coming out in the next couple days, you know, Tuesday won't be anything, but then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, just keep an eye on it. The limited practices mean everything in the world. He won't be full practicing, guaranteed that. No, uh, no. But if he gets some limited practices, there's a chance. If he's not practicing, uh there's other options out there including on the patriots uh to replace him but he is uh, not going to play if he is not getting practice. in belichick does not like to run out players who did not actually get some uh some practice time in and then look i know we uh, we generally talk about offensive players but there's a couple defensive players that went down that had, are very significant losses for their teams i'm going to start with a key to lead of the rams he is out uh, he's on ir and uh and then Stephen Tewitt of the Steelers. Uh, these are big deals. And uh, one of the things, and I'm pulling it up real quick for you guys because I saved it because I thought it was really interesting. Um, let's see. All right, so Mike Taglier. Uh, he's at Mike Taglier NFL. He's a really good follow for uh, stats and stuff like that. But he says, in eight games without Tlaib last year, the Rams allowed a 65.7 completion percentage. 299.8, so 300 yards per game, and almost three passing touchdowns per game. That's a huge drop-off. Uh, now, he has not been the same ty- type of player, but their offense has been good, and losing a, uh, a, a really good cornerback like Aqib Tlaib can do nothing but help uh, opposing offenses. And then it has been one of the – he's the pro football focus's number six rated interior defensive lineman, so losing him is a is a really big deal for the Steelers, who have had a nice uh, defensive line. They've really been able to stop the run. They've been putting pressure on quarterbacks. That could change as well. So uh, if yeah, you're looking if at matchups,
1: if you if you couple the keep to leave uh, piece with Clay Matthews and his and his uh, his iron jaw uh, being shot, you know that's a that's you know there's a that's a tough. There's two very strong pieces there in Los Angeles. Now you now you just lost. You know, games to Seattle and you lost games to the 49ers. I, I think it's interesting to note that the Los Angeles Rams, they're not in the conversation right now. They're not in the no. conversation for the hunt. So it's really surprising uh, to a lot of folks right now where yeah. he's at.
0: Well, you know, that Super Bowl hangover, a lot of, you know, it's been the thing that, you know, you come out of a Super Bowl loss and most teams miss the playoffs the next year.
1: Never so, should have been there in the first place. But I mean, yeah, I, I give <laughs> And, yeah, should have been an NFC yeah. loss, hangover, but whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least the Saints don't have a hangover, so at least you got that going yeah. for you. That's true. They lost to the Saints anyway.
1: We, we do well with our hangovers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's yeah a lots day. of practice, lots
0: of practice. Yeah, on the daily. On All the right, day. so uh, let's talk about some quarterback takeaways because uh, there's three of them that I want to discuss. Uh, Mariota, we mentioned him a minute ago. Uh, Tannehill comes in for him. Actually looks not terrible especially compared to what Mariota was doing in there. Uh, he had like a 9.5 rating when he was pulled. Right, it was gross. It was so bad. Uh, so I don't know that this means that he's not going to play this week or that he's not going to start this week. But I think it does mean that his leash is very short. And I think Tannehill is better for the offense simply because he can drive the ball downfield. Uh, he's a more accurate thrower. Maybe may not run as well as Mariota, but he certainly does every, basically everything else better um and then you know we jamis jamis is a stud one week and then he's a dud the next and that's how it goes this week he has six turnovers five ints and a fumble lost, uh after having such a big huge week last week for us i mean it's jamis is jamis and he's wildly inconsistent so uh don't bank on him from week to week but i do like the fact that his volume is able to sustain both wide, both wide receivers uh but again oj howard is a lost man in that <laughs> offense um, even Cameron Brake, who had two receptions, and a t- including a touchdown, he's not dependable. But I think you can start both wide receivers with fair confidence. Godwin, for sure. Uh, it really does look like he is the wide receiver one there. Um, you so know, let Evans.
1: me throw something in the Winston, right? Okay. So, wow, you're talking about uh, pick up two newspapers, put them side by side. You're thinking, wow, Winston turns a corner. Okay. And then, then also this week, you're like, Wow, what happened to Winston? Um, so you kind of look at a couple things that I jump out to me, right? Winston came into the Panthers game in London, in London, uh, at 9:30 in the morning. Um, you know, 6:30. Uh, you know, God forbid those California guys. 6:30 in the morning there. Um, you know, at a 10 touch, 10 to two touchdown to interception ratio of four games, right? Um, yeah. Talking about like he turned a corner, right? He had a tough tough game against the Saints, and then. And then all of a sudden, he takes seven sacks, five interceptions, and a fumble. And so the, the newspaper headlines are just jaw-dropping on what this guy is. And so I don't I, – I think that the Winston days – I think just goes to show that, you know, I'm not starting Winston by any means. Yeah, but no. I, am st- I am starting his wide receivers, like you just said, every single week because – well, you may throw up, I am, and I'm, this is where I'm pointing out, you could throw me up five interceptions. If you throw me up 400 yards to those wide receivers, <laughs> yeah. geez, I'm good. I'm good. Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't care where those five throws go
0: as long as the other 35 go throw, throws go to the right team. You know, I'm good with that. <laughs> you know, It's going to cost the team. You're not going to win with seven turnovers, but we're going to win on the stat lines. So I'm good,
1: good with the stat line.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I want to talk about one more turnover machine out here, Baker Mayfield. What the heck is going on? He has 11 interceptions through six games. Guys, there have been a lot of Browns quarterbacks and a lot of really bad Browns quarterbacks, but this is the most interceptions through six games since Paul McDonald in 1984. We're talking about some of the, I mean, some of the worst quarterback play in league history through that franchise. And he is turning it over at a ridiculous rate. You know, at this pace, he's gonna have 32 interceptions. This is awesome, guys.
1: Did you catch uh, Mayfield's hip in- issue that he had? Yeah, he's been bang- everyone's banged up, man. Uh, I he, you, did you watch kind of how that went down? No. Um, okay, that so one. he got up and he and and I happened to see that. Like he got up and he was in serious pain. And then in good Baker fashion, he, he tried on the next play. And you could tell he was he was in some pain, but he tried to man up. Walked off the field. Immediately, they put take him to the locker room. And and you could tell because the camera's on him going into the locker room. He's, he's straight up. He, he's walking it all the way to the locker room. As soon as he gets into the shadow, like he's gets it right before the camera cuts, that dude goes straight down to the ground. Right, and so, right, like, right. It, it's interesting. So he comes back into the game. You know, give him a quick shot of cortisol, maybe some horse testosterone, whatever it is going to be in that hip. And then he goes back out there and man's it up. But in your, that's got to mess with his throwing motion. And to me, I understand what you're saying. I understand the dude can't tip throwing up interceptions like that. But there's something there to say is that when your quarterback is not performing at his top, don't put him back in there to keep getting him destroyed. You don't get him in there. This is what you got a good quality backup for. If they don't, they don't. But you know, he's not he he obviously didn't he didn't carry the team like he should have and, and won the day because uh you know that was a tough loss for them. I was really pulling for him to to take down Seattle, especially as up as up as they were. I mean, at one point it was like twenty something to three. So yeah. yeah, they got it hot, but this is not a one game problem. Though. Run chubb. <laughs> Over they and over. that They did plenty of that. I think
0: he was RB2 or three on the week. So they, they definitely did plenty of Chubb. But, uh, you know, at the same time, if you go out there and you throw interceptions left and right, just like with Winston, you're not going to win too many games. Uh, oh, and I want to address I didn't put this on the show sheet, Jeff, but I do want to address one more quarterback situation. And that's the uh, the Steelers with Devlin Hodges. And it looks like it's the same old Steelers backup quarterback. Uh, Now, I I think Rudolph has a real good chance to come back this week. Not that it changes much. But let, let me give you a couple things here. Devlin was 15 of 16 on throws that were 10 yards or less. That's a really nice, you know, little dink and dunk offense. Because he was 0 for 4 with an interception on anything more than 10 yards. He just... Uh, once again, they're stuck with the same kind of guy. You know, i mean, granted he is from Samford University, undrafted, so he's not somebody that you're expecting to light it up. But 132 yards on 20 attempts and and nothing beyond 10 yards. You know, it is what it is. So uh, again, going back to the whole Juju thing, and we have been harping on it for the last few weeks, guys. If you can get anything of value for him, it's time to go do it. Because he is not going to be someone that you can count on. And once again, I mean, it was like late in the fourth quarter before he got his first uh, reception, if I believe. I remember uh, watching that game and hearing that stat and was like, what? They, they just don't have the offense able to sustain any sort of wide receiver consistency. <laughs>
1: Everybody's got, like, a duck call, boy, you yeah, know? I mean, a couple of weeks ago, he's sitting at home. And you can sit, you can see it. He's sitting on his Lazy Boy. It's got, all got duct tape on it, right? And he's sitting there. He's watching the Steelers on TV. He's like, man, that is some fun stuff, man. I can't believe I gave up the season uh, football. And then all of a sudden, what does he do? He gets the phone call ring. And, you know, that phone rang just like a duck call, just like you heard it right there. He oh, picks I'm it up sure. and goes, yeah. I've been practicing my duck calls. And who is it? Uh, ah, Pittsburgh Steelers, why don't you come on up here? And so, and they'll go, and the guy's in the game, but you know, you can clearly tell that that is not his team. Oh, look. This is a game plan around a guy who is the quarterback, four-string quarterback, right? Four-string because they traded right the third string to Jacksonville. So, fourth-string quarterback, hey, good on him. Uh, Go out there, you get a win, uh, and you know what? uh that's gonna help out be a top uh top maybe I think second round pick in the XFL this year. So but
0: let's hey. let's let's be clear man, his future is probably not in the NFL, but you know, he could still be on TV, he just grows a beard out, moves on over to Monroe, Louisiana, and gets on Duck Dynasty because that's probably his best shot at fame and fortune. I don't
1: you know, know. You gotta win in the NFL. The XFL is
0: for you. I mean look I'm at I'm I mean, sure he gotta win. The Steelers gotta win, but I'm not sure he gotta win in the NFL. Hey. How many, how many wins you got as an NFL starter? I got as many uh, NFL starter wins as Andy Dalton does this year. So.
1: Yeah,
0: that's true. Uh, no, I, yeah, I, I, yep. <laughs> All yep. right. So let's yep. keep on going, man. Yep. Let's, let's get on these uh, guys who want to chase them down. Let's let's uh, look for a few buy lows, guys. We can uh, look forward to uh, purchasing on the low low. Try to get someone that can help us on the rest of the season. And uh, – I mean, I'm going to stick with Alvin Kamara, and not because of what he's doing right now. He once again, and I said it last week, has been frustrating as an owner, and he once again lets me down, uh, lets my team down. Uh, I have him and and Melvin Gordon. I thought I had a superstar stud pair there. You know, Drew Brees is going to come back this year, and when he does, Alvin Kamara is going to resume being a top three or four fantasy running back. Until then, he's kind of hampered by that Saints offense and what they're able or, you know, really unable to do on a consistent basis. But if you look for someone that has really been disappointing, uh, that's a guy that you can buy, Alvin Kamara. And then I think we saw some of it with uh, with Sam Darnold returning. That Jets offense looked 20 times better. Uh, he does get the touchdown, uh, low volume, uh, doesn't get the kind of touches that we expected, and doesn't get uh, the kind of yardage production. But I think Lev Bell is, and I'm going to keep preaching it because I think that with that offense being much better, he is a real uh, asset. And if you look at his end of season schedule, it looks nice. He, uh, his like week nine through 15, I think it is, is just loaded with great matchups. So that's another one. Uh, and then I'm going to stick with one more. Uh, it's a wide receiver. That's Tyler Lockett. He's tied to a, a you know MVP caliber uh, uh, quarterback in Russell Wilson. And with Will Disley going down, that's one more option that is not in that offense. Uh, I like the Tyler Lockett pickup a lot if you could get him. Uh, and I don't think it'll cost that much. I bet you that someone would give you Tyler Lockett for Juju right now. And if you could do that, I would do that in a heartbeat in a redraft league. Um, and as far as sell highs go, I got one because I'm just tired of saying, I'm tired of dealing with him. Juju, he's a sell, he's a sell, he's a sell, he's a sell. Jeff, you got any anything- Thoughts? Any of that? Any of that we no, just
1: No, but I, I'm interested in, uh, And so you you talking about your owner and these guys. Alvarado, are you are you giving him are you giving him up for what? Wide receiver two? No, Running no, I want to buy him. I want to buy him, Jeff. You're, you're buying him, okay? Because, so yeah, because All I right, think
0: Breeze returns when Breeze returns in a few weeks. I think his season turns does a 180. Right now he is super frustrating, but I think that's mostly because. They have Teddy Bridgewater, not Drew Brees. And outside of the last game where he looked really nice to I me, mean, I think we saw the real Teddy Bridgewater stand right up again this week. And it just, you know, the Saints have been fortunate to, uh, that their defense has played out of their minds uh, because otherwise it has not been, you know, collectively a very good performance by that offense.
1: Yeah. I find it interesting uh, because I bring that up is, is, is what, what would it take to, to get, Alvin Kamara. when you say you buy him low. Yeah,
0: okay. What,
1: what are you offering? Is what I'm trying to get. Is is what are you are you offering a, a running back two? Are you offering a a, no, wide two, be a two, two for
0: two? one kind of thing? Uh, let me just pull up some players here and we'll we'll discuss. Uh, I'm gonna pull up all these running backs uh, because I think that we can find someone to play here. All right, so let's go to scoring on the season. All right. Let me ask you something. Would you rather have do you think that you could trade Todd Gurley for Alvin Kamara right now? Eh, maybe not. I don't think how so. How about but how about Marla Mack? I, yeah. I bet you I bet you could get Alvin Kamara for Marvin Mac, Marla Mack right now. Would I, I
1: don't think Yeah, I think you could. I'm not doing it, but yeah, I think you could.
0: You would rather have Marla Mack than Alvin Kamara?
1: I'm not doing it right now. Based on my
0: teams, I, I can't. I, I can't do that. I, no, I'm, I mean, in a, look, we're talking about in a vacuum because I don't. I just want to talk about if you, because we're t- we're speaking to a lot of people who have a different, a lot of different circumstances. But if you got Marlon Mack, uh, you probably have you know a pretty decent team, and he's averaging 14.3 and half PPR. Uh, I'd much rather have Alvin Kamara, and Alvin Kamara has actually averaged a little bit more, but on the other hand, he has a lot of dud games with two really good ones. I'll put got- it
1: this way: If I'm sitting with Marlon Mack as my RB two, then, I'm, I'm, tra- then I'm, I'm throwing the trade out there. If, if Marlon Mack is my number one, I'm hurting this season, and I'm not, and, and I need somebody consistent right now who's coming off a buy, right? Yeah. So, and that's the big thing about Marlon Mack: he's coming off of a buy, and so yeah. doing, you can, you can week. You play from here on, right? So. It's kind of what I'm saying to you is if he's my – if Marlon Mack, for whatever reason, call it injuries, whatever else, if Marlon Mack is my number one, there's no way I'm doing that. If he's my number two, absolutely throw it
0: out. I got you. How about – okay, so look, again, we're just talking in a vacuum because – but how about Josh Jacobs? Josh Jacobs or Alvin Kamara? Because they're pretty much lockstep points per game.
1: Fun fact, Oakland Raiders are right now in the playoffs. Just saying, right now,
0: in the playoffs. But then, so, hey, again, like that. does that? So are the Saints. I don't give a crap about that. But I just Yeah, say it. come back. on, back. quit, quit so, skirting it, quit skirting it because you know it's true. So, you can get so not me. Like would uh, you give up Fournette for Kamara? Just play this game with me. Would you give up Fournette for Kamara?
1: I'm giving up Jacobs for for uh I'm giving up Jacobs absolutely for Kamara. Yep. I'm giving, yeah. How uh, about Fournette? Fournette? No, I'm not giving up Fournette for for Kamara. Uh, Fournette you to me. You'd rather have
0: Fournette rest of the season.
1: I'm having Fournette the rest of the season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, here's here's a guy who has two games. Otherwise he hadn't top seventy two yards on the season. He has two games with more than with more than fourteen point eight. He had fourteen point eight fantasy points this past week.
1: Man, you're talking I think you're overestimating against a stud what defense. against a stud defense.
0: Jeff, they have to play the Jets, then Houston with a good rush defense, Indy Tennessee, Tampa Bay with a good rush defense, the Chargers and then Oakland, Atlanta. Oakland, Atlanta in the in the playoffs is really nice. But I, I just I think you're overestimating what Fournette is. What you know, how about Mark Ingram? Mark Ingram or Alvin Kamara? Um uh,
1: Mark Ingram. I mean how many how many how many rushing yards did the <laughs> Ravens just have? Well, I don't dude, know, but, Mark yeah, Ingram Mark, is a touchdown machine.
0: Jeff, how many did Mark Ingram have? A whopping fifty-two and two catches. I mean He had 14.4 in a week where Lamar Jackson goes off for 151 or 152 yards, whatever it was. Again, these are guys that I think have a much – probably a similar floor, you know, 10, 12 points, and a much lower ceiling on a consistent basis. You're looking at probably two or three more games until uh, Drew Brees comes back. And one of those games is Arizona in week eight. So you got Chicago this coming week, tough matchup. you got Arizona – I don't care who's the quarterback. Fire Kamara up. Then they're on a bye. Then they come out at of Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Carolina's tough. Atlanta, San Francisco's really tough. Indy, Tennessee. But again, in that offense with Drew Brees back, give me Kamara over Fournette, over Jacobs, over James Conner. Give me, give me, give him to me over Phillip Lindsay, Derek Henry, Marlon Mack. I want him over all those guys. The only frustrating thing is that you've got to make it through this week once again, going against Chicago. Yeah, so, uh, I think a lot of people, and this is how you, this is how you can buy, is because if you got players like Jeff out there who are stuck on big names doing uh, mediocre things from week to week, like Leonard Fournette or like Mark Ingram, then you can capitalize on that and get yourself a stud for those players. If you got Mark Ingram, move him. He's been great so far, but his it doesn't look like he's going to be, you know, consistently throwing up. 25, 30 points. He's got, once again, the same kind of situation. Two really nice games, 34.5, 23.7. Those are with some 100-yard bonuses. But he's got four that are just, eh, whatever, 8.7, 9.6, 11.9, 14.4. I mean, these are replicable games. You can find anything for – any any player out there with opportunity can get you 10 or 12 points, and that's I, what, right now, what Kamara is.
1: I am of the opinion. And this is where I defend myself on 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 your statement, is that when you're looking, I guess it's all tailor made. You have to know your own, like you said. And I'm looking at it in a vacuum, right? I'm looking at is my, I'm giving up an RB two on my team. Okay, so those names you listed, they're RB ones on most teams. Okay, so so when I say it is, give me RB twos. Okay, and then those are the guys that I'm trading for our uh, Alvin Kamara. Number two, I look at where I am in the season. If I'm sitting here looking to make a strong playoff run, then then and I'm, all, I'm not really worried about the rest of it, I'm going to make the playoffs. Then absolutely making that trade. Okay, if I'm right now sitting there saying, I'm not sure I'm going to get in, and if I don't stay consistent with a Leonard Fournette or a Marlon Mack guy right now, carry my team with consistency, then I'm sticking with the consistent plays for me right now because I just, I got to make the playoffs. I'm not a trigger happy guy.
0: Jeff, you're not getting consistent play out of those guys. Like I said, Fournette has two games with 20 plus points. Then he's got four games with less than 15. It's not consistent. You're overvaluing total production And not looking at consistency, which is where we are at with all these running backs. Josh Jacobs has three garbage games and two incredible ones, and he was on a bye. You know, it's just not – same thing with Mark Ingram. Two really nice games and then four with 15 or less points in half PPR. Uh, So I
1: I kind of throw this out to you. I just want to make sure that when you look at these stats, okay, the way you are, okay, I say – Litter Fournette went for 225 on Denver okay yeah Carolina that's fine. Who just who just barely gave you know whose defense is is, is actually pretty decent uh against the run it just it gave up 108 a touchdown to him so I would say that Leonard Fournette's fighting his stride he just ran into New Orleans and only had and and, and again and I'm saying this because look at his production over the last three weeks. He's over twenty rushes per game. Look, and now I he's going up against Cincy, New Jersey, Houston before the bye. Yeah, absolutely continuing with Fournette. And this, it, it's it's examples like that. Look at these guys who are hitting their stride now when you the say Jets, he's only had Houston, two games. The well, Jets and
0: Houston are not the Jets and Houston are not great matchups, man. They're 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 they've got really weak pass defenses, but their defensive line is still stout. Uh, look all I'm gonna I'm just gonna reiterate that don't look at total points don't look at the average go ahead and look at the game log and look at what you're seeing because uh, for most of these guys you're seeing that they're just mediocre and have have blown up weeks you know once or twice you know the the really elite guys like Zeke you know he has two games over 20 but he's got you know every one of his, he's got four more games over 15 or three more games over 15 points. Um, Dalvin Cook, of course, had a dud this week with 12.4, but otherwise, he's been over 16, uh, over 20, uh, four times. I mean, these are the real standouts. Even David Johnson, here's a guy who has five games off uh, five out of six that he's over 15 points in half PPR. That's a guy I would not trade for Alvin Kamara. I wouldn't give up David Johnson, I wouldn't give up Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, you know, Cook McCaffrey, but. Anybody outside of that, I mean, heck, if I can turn Austin Eckler plus somebody into Kamara, I think that's still even a possibility. But anybody, I like Chris Carson as well. Uh, I think he is one of the unsung heroes of the fantasy uh, season so far. But, you know, if look at the game log. Look for players that are inconsistent in your lineup that maybe they have cost you wins because they've only gotten 10, 11 points. When you need a much bigger production out of your RB1 or high-end RB2, uh, and then go and shoot for the stars with someone like Alvin Kamara, who can be a, a championship-level player, because you're not playing for third place. You're playing for for a title. I mean, you know, nobody cares about getting your money back. Oh, I got twenty-five dollars back. Go ahead and win that one fifty. You know, go for the big time. If you play in one of the big money leagues, go for that $600, 700 dollars, because there's some money to be made out there, folks. I'm, we're here for you. All right. So, look, speaking of uh, making money, you can do it on the waiver wire every week. So let's visit the waiver wire and see where we can cash in. Uh, look, we're, we said it last week, and I think it continues to ring true. Uh, it's not a whole lot of uh, availability out here as far as uh, real big fines uh, because it was a light injury week. Uh, but there are still some wide receivers. Uh, my top three waiver ads are all wide receivers, and it's because of volume. And, you know, a bit of change in, uh, in situation with Auden Tate, you know, taking over. He's looked really good at another 12 targets this week. Uh, Robbie Anderson explodes with a big 95 yard touchdown. That's the kind of play he is capable of uh, making, especially with his quarterback back behind center. And speaking of quarterbacks back in the same team there, Jamison Crowder. Uh, I actually made a move in the middle of the early games and dropped Deontay Johnson for Jamison Crowder. Uh, just looking at it, I need a little bit more upside, uh, and Jamison Crowder sold that for me. Uh, I didn't end up winning that matchup, but I did get some extra points out of Crowder, who went six for 98, and I thought he was going to get that extra couple yards, and I was going to get the bonus. Um, but, look, Darnold throws, I think he threw 14 passes to him in week one. I got another six for almost 100 yards this week, so Crowder is definitely a target that, uh, that Darnold feels comfortable with. Jeff, are you in on any of these wide receivers I just mentioned, Tate, Anderson, Crowder?
1: Yeah, I mean, the resurgence of the Jets, uh, obviously I think that puts them in the in the Robbie Anderson, James Crowder, uh, correctly, conversation. I like Auden Tate. Um, I think that's – I like him. He's playing well, keep him going. I, I, I like those players that you named off. I think they're fantastic, fantastic pickups if you're able to still grab them. Um, they're all gone in my legs, but, yeah, you if you can grab them, grab
0: them. Yeah, you know, the midseason ads without injury, and most of the time it's running backs who you can find. Uh, but when you can find legitimate cont- co- contributors to your team in the middle of the season at wide receiver, that's something to look forward to because I, like, I do like to draft a lot of wide receiver strength and then running back depth. Uh, because I know it's a little easier to find running back help uh, as the season goes on. But finding that little diamond in the rough wide receiver can make a difference on a team, especially in these bye weeks when you've got one or two players that are sitting down, you know, taking a breather for a week. Uh, Speaking of running backs, uh, we said it last week, Chase Edmonds, um, and he and Benny Snell are kind of in similar situations. Uh, I didn't mention this earlier uh, in the injuries, and it is something to keep an eye on. Um, James Conner, he's got uh, a bruised quad, I believe it is. So he's in the kind of the same situation as uh, as Amari Cooper. Not sure it's going to keep him out of any games, but uh, we did see Benny Snell get a lot of run. Chase Evans is behind David Johnson, but David Johnson has that back injury, and you know he was able to perform pretty well this week. But that's a, always a volatile injury. And Chase Evans got some run and ended up getting the end zone. Um, you know, it was it was Atlanta. It was what I said, and I hope none of you listened to Jeff when he said stream the Atlanta defense last week because, you know, I think he, by then, he was a little delirious on some uh, cough meds or something.
1: Yeah, I was on drugs. It, yeah, bad drugs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. what I was doing. Really, yeah. really, really bad, bad drugs. Really bad, bad drugs. drugs. Yeah, bad
0: we, drug. had, we had an intervention for him after that. You know, uh, I called his bad. wife, in.
1: Yeah, I called bad wife in. yeah, it was
0: Yeah, It was <laughs> bad. <laughs> So, thankfully, there was someone here to talk sense, them. I hadn't been drinking too much that night, so that was good. Uh, You know, I'd only had a couple. Thank goodness, because uh, anybody that started Atlanta defense, that was – don't do it, guys. Don't do it. The only reason that Atlanta in fantasy is because their defense is so bad that that Matt Ryan has to throw for 330 yards a a week. Uh, But, yeah, so it was a matchup thing, certainly. But – With Chase Edmonds and the opportunity that he could get, you know, could, you know, say that David Johnson does have to miss any time at any point, Uh, that's important. Uh, And then, you know, I just want to beat the drum on this, you know, Daryl Henderson and Alexander Madison, we don't know what's up with Gurley. It looks like Daryl Henderson is going to split some time with Malcolm Brown. Uh, And then Madison, simply because, you know, I'm going to keep saying it, uh, that, uh, Dalvin Cook is still injury prone. Uh, I don't care if he's stayed healthy so far; his usage is really high, and he's Madison is a player that you can hold on to and potentially get one or two starter weeks. Uh, Jeff, you so, had something to say there?
1: Yeah, so I I, I completely disagree with you on Daryl Henderson. Okay, so the guy had two night two nice runs, and and the and the football world is blowing up right now, especially the fantasy world is blowing up. Must have. He's on the rise, all right? Daryl Henderson had two back-to-back runs, one of like 13 yards and one of 22 yards back-to-back. He totaled 39 yards. He didn't touch the ball until the second half. Now, they said Malcolm Brown was going to be the guy, and Malcolm Brown didn't do a, a, a boatload of anything. So, uh, you know, he, he obviously didn't, didn't get it either, but, I mean, 40 yards um, – he, he, I don't think you go after Henderson or Brown because the only quarter, uh, the only running back in this, in this, on this team right now is Ty Gurley. Um, and last week, everybody was like, hey, he's going to be squarely an RB2, is what they're saying about Malcolm H- uh, Malcolm Brown. Now they're flip flopping a lot of fantasy out there saying, nope, go get Henderson. And he's going to be RB2. To me, back off both of them. Uh, no, not- this Rams team is in, it's in Daryl's spiral.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing, Jeff. And it goes down to this: What happens if one of those guys goes down? What happens if Malcolm Brown goes down? Now Daryl Henderson is in a, a bell cow role. Same kind of thing with now we are talking about what our like eighth or ninth person on the list here. We're not talking about someone that you spend a waiver priority on, but yes. if, if Daryl Henderson goes down, Michael M- Malcolm Brown all of a sudden is getting 17 touches instead of 11. That kind of thing. You know, the the problem is right now that it was 11 to seven touches. I mean, they just they split. It, it is what it is. Uh, and in a game script where they were down and going up against a—I mean, I'll be honest with you, the 49ers' defense is legit. I mean, they are legit. They they look good. That front seven is just crashing through the line. Uh, and, you know, the Rams were missing a couple starters on the offensive line, uh, so that didn't help at all. Uh, but, yeah, this is—it's not the ideal situation, but a, but a starter in the NFL has, has uh, volume value. And that's important to, to remember. We're not talking about going out there and spending a waiver priority. Uh, maybe just a couple, you know, if I've got a low priority and I want to waste it. But if I'm high on the list, I'm not getting anybody this week because I want to save that for, you know, that random running back that goes down and all of a sudden you're really looking at a game changer kind of season, season changing uh, pickup.
1: Like but, a Matheson or something like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, with yeah you
0: exactly. There. Now, if, you know, if those guys – Stay on the waiver wire all the way through a big injury, and you can pick up, you know, Pollard, Madison, Edmonds, et cetera. Those are going to be game-changing kind of uh, plays for you. So, uh, but again, back of the roster stuff, I don't want to keep, I don't want to hold on to players with low upside. You know, I don't want to hold on to the Gio Bernard's out there. I want to hold on to players that, when they get the opportunity, they can be, you know, true championship-level, championship-quality starters on your team. And so I think that, you know, again, we're talking about, you know, players that don't have it right now. You know, n- nobody's starting, you know, Edmonds, Snell, Madison, Daryl Henderson right now. But, but the opportunity could be there. You know, we don't know what's going on with Todd Gurley. You know, he, he's got a quad issue. Of course, we all know about the arthritis. You know, there's all kinds of things that could flare up with running backs. They take a lot of hits. You know, it, the, only, the only position that gets injured more often than running backs is tight ends. And you know that Will Disley going down. That's just it's clear that that happens.
1: But T.J. Hodgson uh, is back tonight, so we'll, we'll and say. And he dropped.
0: That. And he dropped a touchdown a minute ago. So there's that. Yeah. So, yeah. I, mean, I don't. I don't know if you saw that,
1: but no, he dropped. Uh, I dropped him because he was a touchdown dropping machine. Other than that first week, he, he dropped. Dro- no, he he dropped two of them in the two weeks I started him. <laughs> so he had to. He had to so yeah. he get hurt. Yeah. Now he's back. We'll watch him.
0: You sound like Salt Bay over there, just sprinkling it everywhere, man. Easy. I'm practicing
1: my duck call because I got to do something different in the off season.
0: I hear you. Yeah, you're gonna need it after uh, I take down this ship in our league. No. So look, uh, I want to. I do want to talk about one tight end, and we mentioned last week. Darren Fells is a nice streaming option, uh, and he comes through uh, for a pretty decent tight end week. You know, five for 69, I think it was. So, uh, and again, in a half PPR, full PPR, he was perfectly suitable. In standard, it is what it is. You know, you either catch a touchdown and you're relevant or you don't and you're not. I mean, that's almost exactly what a tight end is in the league outside of the top three or four. Um, and so, again, uh, it's bye weeks. There's players that are missing, et cetera. Well, h- hold on. I want to pause because Jamal Williams just rumbling, tumbling, bumbling down the field here. Uh, I couldn't resist to to mention that as we go. It's fun watching the game while we record, but it certainly will be better when we're done and we can really focus on it. But that distraction is, uh, you know, positive for me. Yeah, seeing I like, that
1: I am uh, a a Williams on the bench in place of uh, Jones kind of kind of game player, uh, you're not helping, So appreciate yeah, yeah. it.
0: It is what it is. I like to see him back out there after that massive hit he took the other day. Yeah, true. true. Uh, uh, yeah, Leaving on the stretcher, too. for that kind of thing. Uh, And then, look, uh, we mentioned Josh Gordon earlier. That could really open the door for uh, Jacoby Myers, who you might see on the field. Uh, Philip Dorsett is still uh, banged up. Uh, So it looks like Myers could step into a really nice role. And then a guy that has been off the radar, but uh, uh, he's returning back to practice looking good, uh, Nikhil Harry, their number one draft pick. He is one of those guys that can go up and get the ball. He's a point of contact, you know, jump ball kind of receiver. Who uh, has really good body control? That was his uh, mo coming out of college. Um, was a completely dominant uh, playing in college, and uh, with Tom Brady out there, he's not. Tom Brady's not going to force the ball downfield a lot, but what he is going to be able to do is put it in the right spot for receivers to uh, make plays. So that's somebody to keep an eye on. I know Jeff. So
1: let, me, was, let me ask you about this uh, and make sure that correct me if I'm wrong. So he's he's IR, right? Yeah. So. So this is one of those that you look out for because he can't come back until week nine, right? Week
0: nine, that's right, yep.
1: Okay, so with that being said, um, he comes back week nine, he gets a game in Baltimore, then he goes on to a bye.
0: Yeah, so the Baltimore just, matchup like, has been really nice lately.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, to me, I think it's interesting just to to see that when you look at playing who you're playing with Nikhil Harry, I think it's one of those – just keep watching, and if you're sitting way back and you're way back, maybe you're next to last or last guy in your waiver wire. Why not throw it out there, pick him up as an ad on Thursday? You know, if if you got if you got to drop somebody, you know, um, I think I think he's just sitting stash because honestly, the way things are going in New England, uh, you know, who know who knows what's going to happen at the end of the week with I mean,
0: They are losing players left and right. Uh, their offense is one of those that. You know, it seems to be plug and play. You know, just put somebody out there and let them roll. Here's uh, a name
1: for you I'd like to add to that list. I, I think Ben Watson. Okay. Why? You mean okay, the guy the who got doing, cut as soon as right? – hold on, Jeff. Okay. Jeff, you mean the
0: guy who got cut as soon as he came out of uh, – came off his suspension?
1: Okay, so let me let me explain. Let me explain why, all right? Please okay,
0: He's unemployed right now.
1: Lacoste. Is down, right? That's one of their young guys. He's he's down, MCL, right? Um, Ryan mm-hmm. Izzo went down the other night, right? And nobody was more upset about Ben Watson than Tom Brady, because they want they he, ben, Tom Brady is like, all right, first it was Antonio Brown, you're gonna cut him, you didn't talk to me about it. Now you're gonna cut Ben Watson, you're not happy, yeah, you know, you didn't come talk to me about it. You know, to me, I think. You're going to see Tom Brady come out and say, I'm about to show that He's going to be looking for Ben. Well, he trusts Ben Watson. You know, I think, to me, you're looking for tight ends. This is a league we said last week. It's tough right now to find tight ends. You know, it's it, like you got to find streamers. Tight ends are really not deep this year. Ben Watson is a name right now. I'm saying it's worth picking up if you're if you're running into one of those buys. Uh, and, and Darren Fells isn't available for you. Yeah, but the
0: so, problem is Ben Watson is unemployed. He's a free no, agent signed. right now. No, they signed him. When? they Oh, oh they re, they expect to re-sign him. That's great. He uh, is
1: signed as of today.
0: Okay, so he's he re-signed. Izzo <laughs> played 80 of a possible 82 snaps. He's a depth play. Man, whatever. Look, well, y'all can have Ben Watson. I'll, I'll catch you next week on the flip side, Jeff, and we'll yeah. laugh at this. I'm going to put a note on this sheet right here because yeah, I can't right
1: do there. it. Put it on there. I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I didn't say he's going to go out there and he's going to be the number one wide receiver, uh, tight end for the for the, for the uh, league. I'm saying that if you're looking for a plug-and-play guy, he will be the top guy on a team that he's likes to target the, tight ends.
0: He's not going to be the top top guy on New England. Otherwise, they would have cut Izzo or Lacoste. Izzo played 80 of 82 possible snaps on offense.
1: He, this, wasn't, this wasn't Brady's decision. This wasn't Brady's decision. He he is going to come out here and show you. Brady He's, doesn't get his, Brady does
0: not a, get the choice of who hit, who hits the field. It's clear <laughs> that Ben Watson Ben Watson was the third best tight end in that room behind Izzo and Lacoste. Otherwise, he'd have been on the team and they would have cut Lacoste.
1: I don't know that they even gave Ben Watson a chance to even come out and show anything because well, he came right off the suspension and we got cut. He wasn't even allowed in the practice facility during his suspension. So. You know, there is, there, there is something to play there.
0: He was able to play in the preseason. They just didn't They didn't care. It wasn't anything. The dude is like, he's older than I am. Tom he's Brady older K. than you are. You'll see. Dude, the dude is
1: we'll older We'll talk about that next week. We'll I, talk about it next week. I'm telling you. I'm telling look you. Me. Look, I pulled – I've got a little back strain right
0: now from running last night. I, okay. Dude, this man's so dang old and tight ends go, go down so quick. He's worthless. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. Y'all can, y'all can choose to follow Jeff you can choose to follow me on this one. I'm telling you, don't do it.
1: Just watch. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, look, we got some uh, surges to the front and fading to the rear here. Uh, let's touch on some of these teams that are doing well because they're the more fun ones to talk about uh, as far as, um, you know, I I don't mean this as a team as a whole, but for the offenses, because I'm going to mention one here and everybody will throw up in their mouth if I'm talking about the whole team, but they're terrible. But uh, that doesn't change the fact that the offense is great, and that's Atlanta, uh, who continue to just pile up yards, uh, piling up points, you know, putting up 30, 35, and losing every week. But with that defense, it's actually really good for your fantasy production if you've got a defense out there giving up tons of points, because that means the offense can't lay off, can't start running the ball, and and just grinding clock. So Atlanta uh, just allowing, they're just you know, bleeding points left and right to the D to opposing offenses, which is just perfect for them to continue to move the ball down the field. You know, Matt Ryan forcing the ball downfield, looking for, you know, his big plays in Ridley, Julio Jones, Hooper, even Sanu in there as well. And, uh, Freeman had a really nice week. Freeman's come on pretty strong the last couple of weeks. So he's someone that, you know, if you started, if you started the season with him, you were pretty disappointed, but lately he's been a, a nice addition to your team in the flex or an RB2 spot. Uh, and then Houston, like like we said earlier, Deshaun Watson moved into the MVP discussion. Um, I don't really understand what's going on with that offense. Uh, look, I'm again, I'm still a Hopkins owner, and I'm still a Hopkins apologist, and I'm still expecting Hopkins to do something at some point. Um, but I know at one point he had like six catches for 29 yards or so. It just they're dinking and dunking, but I don't understand it because Watson's ready to push the ball down to anybody else. I did see a stat today that uh, Will Fuller left three catches and 108 yards and two touchdowns on the table but with drops uh, this past week. So after going crazy last week, he could have had another monster week had he not, you know, had a little bit of the Butterfingers, you know, bumbling, stumbling, and dropping everything. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I mentioned last week that I was really impressed with Carson Wentz, and that Eagles offense continues to roll. Uh, just because of how he's been able to carry that team. Uh, He's had one bad week amongst uh, a lot of really strong performances. Um, Those three offenses there, I think they're fueled by poor passing defenses, which allows them or which keeps them in a situation where they have to move the ball a lot down the field. Uh, So uh, those are my offenses that are surging to the front, uh, a couple of repeats there. But uh, I like the way that those offenses are moving uh, forward.
1: Yeah, I'm um I'm really in Chargers mode. I'm asking a lot of questions right now because that's what is going on with the Chargers.
0: Yeah, let's um, say, you know this, they're fading to the rear. There, I I said it last week. Whew. They're bad, man. That that Chargers offense is bad. You know they had the really nice game against Miami, but otherwise, whew, yeah, you're right. If we're just gonna head right into this with those uh fading to the rears, then let's do it because the Chargers Cowboys. Titans and Giants. I put four on here because I just... Now, the Giants do get a bounce-back situation, but uh, the Titans are... I mean, it's Mariota. It is what it is. I mean, you get what you get with Mariota. You know, the Cowboys... Okay, so here's one quick one for you, a little quick hitter. Zeke had 77 receptions in 2018. Right now, he is on pace for 48. I think that's a problem for them. Uh, The last few weeks, he's gotten a few more uh, opportunities, uh, but then again... They've played some real teams instead of the, you know, the, cush, the the little patsies that they had the first three weeks. And it's really hurting watching that offense and how they are not doing so hot. Uh, Chargers, I think it comes down to Keenan Allen. You've got to get the ball to Keenan Allen. He's your best yep. playmaker. He's the yep. man. And the first three weeks, y'all are rolling. He's got like 408 yards through three weeks or something crazy like that. And then now, I mean, huh. Yep, I'm a Keenan Allen owner. I'm a Keenan Allen owner, and I was really looking l- looking strong those first three weeks, and now I'm, you know, waiting for Phillip Rivers to pull his head out of his rear and, you know, make things happen the right way. So.
1: Yeah, I would say that, uh, you know, the Chargers, major disappointment. Um, I think the Cowboys, I think I, I kind of mentioned this last couple weeks, is that, you know, this first three games were, like, kind of, Give me games. And now we're sitting there saying the three and three team and asking ourselves, you know, what, what team is this? How do you have the weapons that you have on both the offense and the defense side and you're three and three sitting and uh, sitting there? Um, well, um, I think a lot of it comes down to, you lost both of your offensive tackles, right? You lost yeah. your number one and your number three wide receivers. Um, and they just can't, so the, I think the offensive line losing that has really hurt the run. And then, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with Dak. Um, yeah, I, he's had decent productivity, but this team just can't win. I think, I think people are, are, uh, are really starting to figure out Kellen Moore. Uh, what was it, the Saints came back and said, yeah, 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 um, just watch how uh, he played quarterback at Boise State, and then you figured okay. out how to actually beat them. And so um, I think it's funny uh, that, it, to me, Moore Moore's a lot younger than me, so I'm not going to do an ageism here. Um, but it is funny watching him call plays next to Jason Garrett. Uh, Jason Garrett just looks like he, he's, he's just – so disappointed in the play. Like, why would you run that? Kel Morris is just like a, a kid in a candy store. I get to call the plays. You know, just the Cowboys, to me, uh, they had. this is a prove-it game for them, to me. So, three yeah. losses, prove-it game.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah, they've got to do something. So, uh, But, look, I don't want to dwell on the negative too much because we've got some really good uh, streamers for you guys out there. Uh, let's just jump right into this. Uh, It's just matchup based. There are some really nice matchups for players who are available in a lot of places. Um, I'm going to go back to the well with Daniel Jones, who I think has a bounce back week. I'm still not impressed by him, but it's the Cardinals. Uh, The Cardinals are a dream matchup. Um, I just, I I can't move past that. And then matchup based again. And, you know, coming off of a a few ugly performances, Josh Allen is going to be one of those that has been dropped by a lot of people. Uh, he's only 47% owned, so he's on that you know real close uh, threshold of players that uh, might be available in your league. Uh, he's available in more than more than he's not, uh, but that's a really fat matchup against the the Dolphins, who you know they make everybody look good. And then, you no, know, I know Minshew Mania hit a little roadblock this week with the Saints playing well again. Uh, Saints. I told you. Season, I told so, you last so, week. Right? I yeah, called yeah. it. Saints pass defense plays bag really bag. well, yeah, but uh, I don't think that I don't think you have to worry about that with the Bengals. Who, no, I uh, give
1: you this one. The, yep, give me this one. Go yep. get him. Yeah, send him out there. Come on, coach, put me in. Bengals, <laughs> Bengals, are in <laughs> Bengals are on the Tua train. Bengals <laughs> are on the Tua train.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, and look, uh, there's one more, and he's not going to be available in most leagues, although he might get dropped this week after a really just piss poor week. Uh, Jeff Jared Goff uh he looked bad but guess I was reading playing.
1: something about him this week where they said Derek Off uh, um was like a rookie all over again yeah and I just find that to be you know I that's kind what of what that. we're seeing that so yeah, it's kind of like remember
0: that 500 yard game where I said he just didn't it was a, uh, the ugliest 500 yard game I mean yeah. that's that was just a volume thing where he was just throwing the ball but it didn't look like he was good like a Jameis Winston thing right no, because Jameis has had some really nice games. Now maybe you know Jameis was weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jameis
1: was like
0: 3.99 and seven turnovers. That are, yep. ew, ew. Yeah, but no, uh, yeah, the, Goff is golf has been one of those that you just from week to week, and this is why I think he might hit the waiver wire this week if people aren't paying a whole lot of attention. Just remember the Falcons, Falcons defense.
1: Okay. Very bad. All right, so let me ask you, okay, I think Josh Allen's gone in most leagues, okay? That's just me. But um, Daniel Jones, Garden Minshew, Jared Goff. If those three are available, which one are you grabbing?
0: Oh, if it's those – I want Jared Goff. Let me give you a quick one. The Falcons failed to generate a single pressure on 37 dropbacks against Arizona. That's the most plays without a pressure since 2016. They've got no pass rush, man. Nothing. They could send six, and it would look like you were sending three. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's nothing there's if you give someone all the time in the world, they're going to be, you know, they're going to have they're going to have a good plate. Now, I do. And I missed this stat earlier and I should have given it to you. That doesn't apply to one player. And that's Baker Mayfield. Uh, I love these, you know, quick little stats that I find. All right. So let me give you a quick one. I know we're going to get back into this, but I just want to digress for a minute. Uh, Passer rating from a clean pocket. You know, Russ Wilson is first. Baker Mayfield is last with an 83 rating with a clean pocket, you know, plenty of time. And the passer rating when pressured, Russ Wilson, he's first. I mean, he's just been ridiculous. Guess who's last with a with when being pressured? Mayfield again. He's terrible with a clean pocket or being pressured. You know. On the other hand, Golf is he is capable of doing things when he doesn't have pressure. So I'll take it if you give me you know Jones, Minshew, Golf. And I'm gonna throw Allen in there. I'll rank them all four. Give me golf first. Give me Allen versus Miami. And then give me uh, Minshew. Then Daniel Jones. That's how I'll do it. Goff, yeah, I find it Allen, interesting
1: that you point that out about golf. Uh, you know, I will bring this up. They are playing in in Atlanta, um, so the travel is something there. But I I still say play Jared golf. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I think the where they're at uh, overall. I'm fine with the plays that you're, you're picking out. I'm fine with your thing. I, I, I don't think Gardner meant you. I don't know. I, I'm if I'm streaming. Yeah. we're talking about streamers. streamers, streamers, hey, streamers, hey, streamers, hey, streamers hey, yeah.
0: It's, it's <laughs> bye weeks. You got players. You got players that are off. Whatever. Josh so.
1: Allen is a guy I'm getting to play. Uh, I'm keeping him on my roster. Yeah. Um, me, oh, okay. So I saw this
0: one. I've got another quick, quick hit for you. His schedule is silly. All right. So he's coming off a bye. So now he has Miami. He has Philly. We've talked about their pass defense and how bad it is. They funnel everything. Nobody can run against them, Dalvin Cook, uh, but everybody can throw against him. I mean, Kirk Cousins look like Dan Marino out here. Uh, You got the Redskins, you got Cleveland, and then Miami again. That's week seven through eleven. That could be your playoff push right there. That right there could get you four or five wins just on the back of Josh Allen. So uh, if you can get him, he's a five-week streamer. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He has got some some beautiful matchups coming up. So uh, Josh Allen is a target for sure. I might even try to trade for him if I've got someone you know that I can move that has you know a little bit tougher matchup and has overperformed a bit. You know, someone might have that sour taste from that New England and then the Tennessee game. Uh, where he just wasn't great. Um, you know, but on the other hand, uh, the other guys, they're just one-week starts for me. Minshew, Goff, Jones, they're all one-week starts. Great. Yeah. All right, so tight end. Uh, we know that Hunter Henry came out and balled last night. He just—he looked great out there, and he's only owned him 54%. Now, that's just a little bit more than what we generally try to keep at 50%, but it's low enough to mention because he might be out there in your league if he is, that is, and I didn't mention this in the waiver wire, he is someone I would spend a waiver priority on. If Hunter Henry is out there and you've got an early priority, grab him uh, because he's ready to roll. Uh, he looks healthy. He he looked like he was able to to do any anything he wanted to out on the field last night. Uh, so I like what he was able to do and what he should be able to do going forward. Um, that offense is going to be in a situation where they're going to have to throw because the defense is underperforming a little bit. Uh, in the past game, so uh, keep that in mind. Uh, and then, uh, if Evan Ingram is out again, fire up Rhett Ellison against that terrible Cardinals you know, tight end defense. Hooper just went off. They've only had one week where they didn't give up a top five uh, performance from a tight end. It's just silly. So, Rhett Ellison is someone that I think could end up being a nice one-week streamer versus the Cardinals. So, uh, but that, once again, is only if Evan Ingram is out. We don't know anything yet, but that's something to keep an eye on. And then one more, uh, Dawson Knox. Yeah, that's Josh Allen's guy. He's a rook, coming out of uh, out of Buffalo, headed down to Miami, where they should have a field day against. And let me see. Let me make sure they're going down to Miami. No, they're playing at home. They're playing at home against Miami, so that's even better. That's something that uh, you know. Again, we're just talking about streamers, not someone that you want to start every week. But just a really nice matchup with Dawson Knox against Miami. Jeff, if you had those three tight ends, well, let's let's take Hunter Henry out because he's clearly number one. If you got Red Ellison or Dawson Knox, who you who do you pick?
1: I like I like Red Ellison. I like the I like the fact that you got a you got a rookie quarterback who, who they like to dink and dunk to the tight ends. Uh, yeah. Red Ellison is to me this is a stream this week.
0: Yeah, and look. Uh, The defenses are kind of slim because of matchups and ownership and all. Uh, I only have two on here, and uh, it's the Jags versus the Bengals and the Packers versus the Raiders uh, just because the offenses on the other side are mostly inept. Um, Now I'm looking at what uh, the Packers are doing tonight, and uh, they started off pretty slow with some big hit plays to Marvin Jones and Galladay, but otherwise they've really – solidify I think he just said they had 48 total yards allowed in the second quarter so they kind of buckled down a little bit um, so I like the way the Packers defense is playing as a whole
1: and the and Packers think- were top three defense going into last week I don't know where they sit right now but they I mean they, they've been pretty good so yeah you know i I say playing versus the raiders i really like the jags versus the Bengals. i mean you're you're i just checked myself and they're available in every league i've got so excellent
0: well there you go that's that's one to grab so uh hey just a real quick uh geronimo allison just went down on a real weird hit i can't tell with his arm or whatever so guys uh, keep an eye on that injury because it looks like he is down. That's just another hit against uh, Aaron Rodgers with Devontae Adams still banged up. And he
1: was leading the team so far tonight with Devontae Adams. He had 40 yards at least going into that one. Look, I'm so, gonna I'm gonna
0: just watch this replay one time real fort. Yeah, he got hit right on the shoulder. So okay. I hope that's not a collarbone or something like that. Um, hey, let me but,
1: throw something out there to you. It's just interesting, Adrian Peterson.
0: Uh, see, I'm, I don't care about Adrian Peterson because it's a one-week thing with an incredible matchup, so I don't know. And that could actually have been helmet-to-helmet helmet with Ger- Geronimo Allison. It looked like he took one to the chin there along with the shoulder. Uh, yeah, look, Adrian Peterson had a dynamite matchup this past week. Can't can't argue with that. You know, the Dolphins are, you know, anybody plays against them, sure, start them up. You know, tank for two. Uh, but I just, whatever. Don't play him. To
1: me, it's a, it's a coach's thing. It's a coach's thing.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it's also production thing. He could get, you know, we've seen 20 carries for 36 yards out of Adrian Peterson. That's not unusual for him. I mean, his game log is littered with games where he has just done nothing, especially in the last couple of years where it's just been, man, eh, whatever. Uh, I, I don't want to play him to be honest, uh, just because I don't know from week to week what you're going to get. Uh, j- incredible matchup this, you know, this week past but uh whatever
1: let me throw one more out there surprise uh, surprise play he, he's owning a lot of leagues but you're probably sitting him on the bench uh what about Curtis Samuel uh
0: again a little inconsistent uh matchup play for me only and uh, off the top of my head I don't know who the Carolina Panthers have this week uh, I can figure that out real quick it's uh here it is uh yeah oh yeah they're they're on a bye. they're on a buy, they're on a buy. And then they got San Francisco, then they got Tennessee. So I don't feel great about that. And then even Green Bay with a tough pass defense. Uh, The next four weeks, you know, if you can get to week eleven with them, sure, play them against Atlanta. But then you got New Orleans. Uh, he got a nice pair of matchups in Washington, Atlanta, and then Seattle, Indiana. So you know, hit or miss. I I wouldn't feel great about starting Curtis Samuel. you um, are not
1: selling him selling him high off of his 21 plus 20 plus point fantasy. Absolutely.
0: Oh. If you could sell Curtis Samuel, you know this is one of those deals where you know we were talking about packaging players. Maybe you package him with someone else and go get Alvin Kamara. You know, maybe you package him with someone else and go get Tyler Lockett. You know, those two for one trades. They don't work for everybody, but sometimes you get a, a team that is really missing some players and needs uh, more. They need more depth than they do star power, and so you can capitalize on that. So, mm. uh, but anyways, but let's wrap this up, man. Let's get out of here. I want to watch the second half of this game; it just started, uh, so I want to get back into it. Uh, but man, it was a pleasure doing this again with you. I'm really glad that we were able to knock this out and get this out to you guys uh, again on a Tuesday, because I'll have this. I'm gonna edit it tonight. And knock it out for you. So, Jeff, man, thanks for uh, coming on. I know we both had some things going on this afternoon that uh, kind of slowed us down, but uh, we knocked it out, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate it a lot. Um, and, and you know, week six, we're in the grind now. We're going, uh, you know, this is the time to really be listening in to, to what we're throwing out there for you. And, and, and yeah, we made some we made some misses. Uh, but we're also we're making more hits than we're not. So, so listen to us. Keep it going. Uh, you know, hit us up on uh, at the Rundown FF pod, uh, and, we're, and we're, we'll get right back to you as quick as we can and get some of those answers for you. Appreciate
0: it. Yeah, look, uh, I threw out some stuff this past week that could have been really helpful for you guys uh, with some start-sit stuff, some stats, uh, all of that on uh, Twitter at the Rundown FF pod. So uh, make sure that you uh, follow us if you're on Twitter and check out that. Uh, I do like to retweet some interesting stuff from some big analysts out there that are doing a whole lot of analytics for you that you know kind of dive a little bit deeper. Uh, but anyways, remember you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we are on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and of course Podbean. Uh, you can find us just about anywhere. We uh, this past week we were able to jump on all these other uh, platforms and make it possible for you guys to find us and subscribe, uh, leave reviews. Uh, If you're out there and you don't have, you know, we've been pimping the uh, Apple podcast, but if you don't have an Apple, maybe you're running a Samsung and I'm sorry for you. People like Jeff, uh, you can find us all over the place now. So it's a lot easier for you to get our content and look, make sure that you spread the news. We had a few more listeners this week and that was nice. Uh, We want to get as many of you out there, uh, make a little community. Uh, We'll probably be doing something pretty soon where we get a chat group together for those of you that want to support the podcast. Uh but anyways we want to wrap this up and uh, get this out to you. So uh just uh remember to leave us a rating review because we do want to hear your feedback. Uh but anyways, thanks again Jeff, and uh once again thanks for listening everybody and remember together we run this. We'll catch you next week.